the dice drink flow from the force. My name's Jack. All of that sweet change. Hasta la vista. Remember, the force will be with you always. Hello, what have we here? Scruffy looking nerfer! I got a bad feeling about this. You know, they, they call me cautious being on multiple social media platforms. This is madness. It's a trap! Where's my super suit? We have a Hulk. Beep, 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 you know. Well, well, well. Welcome back. Oh, boys. After months. Again. Of came out radio of... silence. We are finally back. Yeah, you know, we really have no excuse because... None. Clint and Steven, who's on this episode now, um, we've been living together for <laughs> at least two months now. Um, um, I moved in in July. I think we Same all... Same here. <laughs> Devin in, involuntarily lives here. Yeah. So what? It's like almost mid-November. Yeah, we've been living together for at least two and a half, three months. Yeah. yeah. Yep. There's <sighs> been no, no excuse. excuse. Man, we should you come an- over all the time. Yeah, Devin, yeah Devin literally come over all the time. So much so, we put his name on the list for cleaning the house. That is true. Yes. Um, but we, eventually, we should just have an episode where we talk about the good old days at 1028. Oh, that would be a just fun a, episode. Yeah. A recap. It'll really recap. just be Clint simping. Like a, we should really Oof. have hidden cameras in 1028. Hey, that's yeah. what Alexis said. Delete that. <laughs> <laughs> Delete that footage. No, 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 no. Anyways. You know how you promote the episode? That's what you're going to put in as the promo. <laughs> no, just that. Don't. Please On don't. Yes, that's and what Alexis said. to Alexa and Cameron. <laughs> uh, anyways, guys, this is... We've been talking about recording an episode for so long, and, you know, I, I don't know whether it's just we're busy or we just really you know, just hang would, out and just don't want to. Dude, I would like to say that we were in cryo sleep, but we were not. Dude, you know what just happens? Like, we have so much free time. We just come over... And I get home from work, then Devin comes over, like, every other day. And then all four of us literally just hang out in the living room, just look up something really stupid. Yep. Watch Dude, Ryan play Red Dead. The Watch The, the Office or probably Or watch Zeb and Callus fan art. <laughs> As Clint was saying, montage. something stupid. The absolute, <laughs> the absolute rabbit holes we go down. Oh, my God. Is insane. I can't even describe to you some, some nights where we just, like, go from one thing to another. There's... Although we did find one of the coolest fan films. It's like a short film about the First Order Stormtroopers. It's like literally yeah, 50 seconds. Yeah, you found that like, what, last week? Yeah, that was amazing. It's quite hype. But amazing, like, the TV show, Disney Plus series, The Mandalorian, directed by oh, one. That's Lonnie. actually trash. You guys must be wondering, what did it take to get Fandom Rant back? What what got the ball rolling? Like they've been gone for like two months. What was it that caused them to come back? Clint, what was it? Oh, it was Ryan's immediate, not going to say hate, but oh, strong it. dislike of the TV show known Loathing. as The Mandalorian. Directed and by then, John Favreau and Dave Filoni. And Devin's immediate love yeah. for... Uh-huh. Said TV show. Yeah. The so, Mandalorian. That's me. What we have here is very rare where fandom ranters' opinions clash. Um, No, not no, at all. No, that's not, not rare at all. <laughs> slightest. Hey, let's talk about but, The Last Jedi but, real but, quick. Okay, this is the thing. Me and Ryan 
probably agree on everything you know, we have, like, Star the exact Wars. Same opinions, I think, especially for Star Wars. Oh yeah, this is the only one where we're like we're the complete opposite on. Like even to the even like even to the Zeb and Callus fan art. That's... We fully agree how much we love that and we want more. <laughs> Every day I, I wake believe, up. I can't believe they didn't make it official. Zalus, Zalus, I mean. Zalus. Devin, your hair is getting so long. <laughs> Please post that but on the Phantom like Instagram. It. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys, Clint is going to be moderating this. Yep. And what type of episode is this? This is a first, actually, this is our first ever debate style. Oh, in honor of the election. Really, we're just talking about yes. politics. Devin in favor of democracy, me yeah. in favor of republic. Yes. Let's go. Yeah, this is actually. Yeah, this is this is our turn. Stevens like cap. This is our uh, turn to make Phantom Rant into political rant. What yes. I've been trying to do for years. I've yes. been meaning to make this podcast talking about the good old days in the Soviet Union. Oh, but you know, if this episode does really well, then Jack and Ryan should actually argue about Last Jedi. Well, life again, on the farm was kind of late. And again, and again, again. But this time in a more constructed style instead of you know screaming aye, yes, aye, at aye, each aye. other even though that is some of my favorite moments. but that is fun isn't it oh i i feed off of that clint i feed off of them oh no yelling at each other when it was the rise episode i think it's probably my favorite phantom rant moment of all jack time. runs to the bathroom fuck <laughs> <laughs> direct oh quote that's when i put my hood on again no it wasn't even the rise it was the um Top movies of the decade. Movies of the decade, decade. when mm. no, they I, were yeah. yelling at each other. No, it was Rise. It was Rise when he went to the bathroom and said, fuck. Because <laughs> I remember Kenny was here, and I was like, oh. Dude, that was so Kenny. funny. The only guy who liked the sequels at that point. Yeah. Ironically, Jack agrees with me about Mandalorian, in my opinions. Really? I he actually he liked does. it. Well, he, he agrees with me in the first episode of this season, also the second. He said he couldn't even finish watching it. And I was like, Jack, did you just fall asleep or you just went to sleep because you were bored? He said he went to sleep because he was bored. There was a big Crete dragon. Boba Fett. <laughs> Anyways, boys, we are really here to talk about Mandalorian. We're Man- talking about Delorean. We are going to talk and debate about the Mandalorian. The hit, Disney, the hit Disney show, The Mandalorian. If you know? you're not familiar with the show, then where the hell have you been? Because this shit is everywhere. Yeah. If you have not seen a Baby Yoda like plush or Baby Yoda anything... Then you're probably dead. Yeah, you're probably dead. Because there's no way you haven't. But you don't need to watch it because you don't need to. Okay. I think you should start streaming it right. as before, we speak. Before we get started, there will be spoilers for all of Season 1. This is mainly Obviously. what we... This is mainly what we're debating on is season one and the first two episodes of Mandalorian. So if you're listening to this later in time, then just know season two has not fully come out. Maybe it's we'll true. come back later and we'll come back later. And that do would a be full, a good idea. And do a full review on season two like we did with season one. I agree. So we'll discuss our opinions about that. But in the meantime, this is debate night. Fight night. Yes. All right. Rumble Devin. in the jungle. I will Rumble. let you go first and defend why oh, you think wow. John Marston would beat Arthur Morgan in a duel. You know, I don't know. That one's pretty – it's such an even matchup. I think it's just because, you know, the, I played the first Red Dead most of it. I, mm-hmm. I don't think I ever finished the game. But, you know, I've known John Marston. He's been a family friend for since 2011. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just hard to just – Give him the win so easily, knowing he hey, just hey, had hey, the hey, most hey. screen time. 
bait for another day. Yeah, oh, that, uh, Ooh, that, that is a tease. We want to do that. That one, yeah. We are on a I little bit of it. a Red Dead 2 high right now. All right, Devin, you have two minutes for your opening statement on oh. why do you think Mandalorian is a great show. Just in general? Yes. Well, why like Mandalorian this. is a great show. Uh, and statement. you start now. You know, this is funny because I actually never would have dreamed any of us would debate this show. Like, I, I would say, like, Last Jedi and so many other things. I thought this was generally majority liked, but no. <laughs> you must be kidding. I must ah, no be kidding, aren't you? So, yeah, no, there's so many things, so many things that I love about the series. I mean, like, one, Filoni's in charge along with Favreau. And I do like Favreau. I do like Favreau a lot. I do know he's a Star Wars fan. I do know he was close with Filoni. He was even in Clone Wars before as pre Vizsla, and I liked how he made a cameo again. But yeah, no, I, I the concept of the series alone is amazing. I love, I love the space western vibes. It takes a very um, clear inspiration from Firefly, which if you know the series, you know this is like so much inspired from that. And um, oh, there's just there's so many things we've always wanted to hear more about Mandalorian lore. We always wanted, like, Mandalorian, Din Djarin, let's be honest here, is really want what everybody wanted to see as Boba Fett. This is literally the main, this is the character we really wanted to project as Boba Fett, in a way. You know what I'm saying? Like, we wanted to see this badass get a whole entire, entire storyline in that way. So, there's just so many things. I love the mix between practical and special effects. I love the story art. I love the buildup of everything. Yeah. There's just there's there's too many things to say in less than two minutes. But, you know, I'm sure Ryan's got plenty to say. Plenty to say. And I will answer any question he has, which I'm sure he has tons. So, you know what? Cut off my 12 seconds that I have left, 10 seconds, and just give it to Ryan because... I'm more curious to why he just doesn't right. like it. Not Ryan, really. your opening statement. You have two minutes and ten seconds from the kind Devin Harris. Oh, thank you. So Good your sir. time yeah. starts now. I'm All right. Easy. Before we get into this, I just want to establish what I will be arguing, what my main point will be throughout this debate-styled episode. My point is not to say that this is a terrible show or that I hate it or that it should just go away. What I want to say is that while this is fun and an exciting TV show, it's far from good story writing. And some points I want to make are really just six points. I'm going to talk about inconsistent tone and dull characters, mm -hmm. shouldn't be labeled as chapters, leveling up isn't character development, mm -hmm. Mando's not very good at his job, dialogue mm -hmm. is low tier and frankly quite awful, and just some other nitpicks I have with the show. Now, while it is a fun show with lots of Easter eggs, lots of joy, lots of adventure, I wouldn't say Washington Post is quite accurate when they said this about the show. Star Wars storytelling at its best. Talking about season two. Now, that is what I would call fake news. Fake news. Um... But anyways, I really don't need any more time besides that. Uh, those wow. are things I'm going to be talking about. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say that this is overhyped because it delivers on a lot of fun, exciting things. 
And I know a lo- pretty much 99% of people listening to this episode are probably like, what the hell is he going to say? Because I love this show. So I'm going to be as insensitive as possible and make you guys cry like a bitch. Of course. That's that's what Ryan does. I'm kidding, guys. I'm going to try and spare your feelings. You know what? And I will also share my complaints about the Mandalorian. Oh. They may be few, but I oh. do have some. Oh. So this, this will be nice. Might be more civil than we thought. Fuck. <laughs> All right. So, to next the start, it's going to be the same thing, two minutes. And Devin, you will go first since I started off with you. So, I want you to tell me what you think Mandalorian's greatest strength is. Ooh. Greatest? I can only pick one. Mm, you, can, you have two minutes to explore several different topics. But, if you want to explore more or one specific one, you may. If you, want to hit, if you think you can hit several in two minutes, mm-hmm. then you can. And then Ryan has mm-hmm. a one minute rebuttal. to argue against anything he disagreed with you then ryan gets to talk about what he thinks mando's greatest weakness is yeah and then you get a rebuttal Uh on his (laughs) i like i I can't take clint serious with this hickey (laughs) (laughs) i'm looking over at clint i can't take him seriously I'm keeping that in here. <laughs> I'm looking over him and he's wearing John Marston's pajamas. Who the heck are you talking about? One minute rebuttal. Micah? Micah! I oh. farted. <laughs> I also, <laughs> smelled, I also smelled such a bad... Oh, God. <laughs> That's pure Arizona burrito, my friends. <laughs> With a little Arizona blonde beer. Yes, it is. <laughs> Taste it, please. Oh, please keep that in. Anyways, okay, (laughs) you have two minutes (laughs) to talk about Mandalorian. I'm looking straight at it. Anytime Uh, I'm talking to Clint, I'm looking at his hickey, not his eyes. (laughs) I know it's huge, but... She said huge. It's huge. Huge. Okay, but, Devin, you have two minutes to talk about Mandalorian's greatest strength or strengths. Uh, Starting... Now you're revving my razor uh, crest. So, all right. Um, I think just start is the premise. The premise of a bounty hunter, basically almost former bounty hunter, but you know, guess he's still taking jobs, protecting a child, which I do like. I do like that. That's he's always gonna have, you know, a, a thing, or I guess you could say both a strength and a liability at the same time because it it's a kid. But you know what? It also is force sensitive. So I, I think I love that dynamic. I when, when I first saw Baby Yoda, that was huge. The last thing I was expecting to see in that first first chapter. Two, I actually do like how it doesn't rush into things. Although Ryan might say the opposite thing. Hmm. Because I mean we've seen from like how how they've handled things when they rush into it. Rise of Skywalker, for example. Who would have thought Palpatine would be so freaking useless? And they, they rushed into it without explanation, showing a big character and thinking that like that's going to sell. And I think with Star Wars, I, I like building it with, with the world that it's in, but making it feel like it fits in that world in the timeline. So like, you know, like take the, the four-parter with Clone Wars, for example. There's so many different things I wanted. Like I wanted uh, Anakin and Ahsoka interaction him at the temple she's seeing him at the te- temple killing all these jedi but i think what they did best is because it works best for the story and how it played out 
And that's what I like. I love how grounded it is. I'm not looking to see this big episodic reveals. I don't want that. I've always wanted a grounded, you know, un- criminal underbelly of Star Wars type of feel. And I, I definitely feel like I've gotten that. I've definitely gotten that space western vibes. And that's that's what I'm craving. Mm. And I do think another strength is the main character. If the main character wasn't as cool as he is. Devin, I'm giving you a one minute extra. I'm giving you a one minute stretch. All right. All right. Is right. he cool? Is he cool? Right, yeah. Same thing. And I think we've got just enough information because I would have hated. And one of my complaints is actually with season one, which I'll explain later. But one of the things I, I, I would hate if, if they were real, revealed too much of his character because his character is inspired by the man with no name, by Clint Eastwood. He's got so much mystique. You always want to know more. You want to know more about his backstory. And I would have hated if they would have gave it all away in season one. We know good portions of it, but we don't know the entire story. We don't know his training. We don't know what he's been through. I like that. I like a mystique around the character. And I think he says he says what he needs to do at times. I don't think a character needs to talk a lot in order to have character development. And that's just my, that's just my shit that I got to say. Ryan, it's your turn. Ryan, you, since Devin got a three-minute talk, I'm going to give you an extra 40 seconds on your one-minute rebuttal. Thank you, sir. So you have a one-minute 40 rebuttal starting <clears throat> now. It is interesting how it, he, it is kind of like, a, I guess, a space western where he goes from you know different place to different place, um, solving a problem and then leaving. My big problem with that is, though, it doesn't feel like a total, complete narrative. And they label these as chapters, whereas I don't think it should be chapters because you could watch these in any order and you wouldn't be confused at all, I don't think. Um, And then my comment on Westerns, I want to address that. Is this a space Western? They describe it as a space Western, but the only scene that is similar to, you know, Red Dead or like... Besides um, Red Dead, three ten to, to Yuma or Django, you know those westerns with bounty hunters with the cold iced veins. Um, the only scene is the like that in Mandalorian is the very first scene of the show when he comes to the saloon, he gets the bounty, and he's walking off after he kills some guys in the saloon with like ice cold veins. That's the Mandalorian I was expecting. And then for them, and I I will say I think the tone is a little inconsistent because you go from that guy who. That job is his life. You know, he's a total badass. He's in the Mandalore cult. Um, whereas sometimes he jumps from that to finding a bounty and not killing it because it's cute. Um, I, It's just, I feel like, and if you want to say there's development there, that happened in the first episode. So he's always been like that. I don't know. I just think it is... A little unbelievable for a Mandalorian. You think they go undergo training to resist affection or having feelings for a target instead of, you know, turning it in because that's his main goal. He's, he's led by bounty hunting. It's inconsistent story writing and quite frankly just lazy with Easter eggs because you know how we have that cool Easter egg, how Death Watch is in his flashbacks and they're the cult that raised him. Well, if they're consistent story writing, um, Death Watch is the extremist cult in the Clone Wars series that, you know, ice in their veins, total stoic, don't give a shit about anyone. Um, 
And that's how he was raised, right? If, you know, they're going the route that he was raised by Death Watch, which is what they did for a nice little Easter egg. Um, yet now he somehow has compassion and this is the way. So I will say, I think the consistency of his character is a little short. All right. Now, Ryan, you do have the floor again with oh. three minutes. Devin, you also got three minutes for yours. So oh, I actually know. It. So you get three minutes to talk why. what do you think Mandalorian's greatest weakness is? His greatest gripe. Damn. And your time starts now. My biggest gripe is that the plot seems to be going nowhere. That's it. That's my. Like, at the end of the day, it's fun storytelling, but like at the end of the day, each episode, I'm like, so what? What what mattered besides action adventure, and maybe some fun comedic stuff or action? They never really decide what tone it is. What what now? Um, and I'm never, never really see like there's any value. There's no character development. Yeah, he upgrades his armor, but I wouldn't describe that as development. Um, I guess my complaint is that he just seems each episode he just hops planet to planet, um, job to job, just to arrive, solve their issues, and then leave. It just feels a little aimless, and every episode is kind of like that. Especially this ep this season opening up with you know that first one, which was I think we can all agree was not the strongest episode of that show, even though it got a ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. They seem to love we will it. We'll be talking about that later. <sighs> Disney paid them off. How much time do I have left on the clock? Two minutes. Oh, oh, then I will start a new point. Besides the narrative, and I wish it was telling more of a cohesive story, I, I think I'm going to talk about this because I think you will like to rebut this, rebuttal this. I already have so much. <clears throat> I farted. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Mando is good at his job. I think he's probably one of the worst Mandalorians we've ever seen. Think about it. Every episode, he gets ambushed, beat up. You know, one episode, he takes out all these guys. He's a total badass. And the other one, he's bested by Jawas. So I'd say it's inconsistent story writing from direct. I guess uh, Favreau is the one writing it, but directing. You can tell different different directors have different visions. My God, Devin. <laughs> <laughs> For the Mandalorian, like sometimes he's funny. Sometimes he's completely stoic in a total ice vein, like badass. So I guess he, he's turning out like the way this show's going, he's turning out to be kind of a dull character. All right. Devin, you have a one minute, 45 second rebuttal on Ryan. Starting now. I have so many points. Um, you know, I'm starting to feel like you don't like this show. Um, going on to the first point that you made a while back with uh, Baby Yoda, which I don't think was a huge character. I mean, like, it was a huge character moment, I would say. He went, he, he's never faced anything like it before. A lot of the guys that he captures is like bail jumpers, you know, criminals to begin with. He's never been in like, such a moral, uh, controversial situation before, of course he's not going to kill a kid. You know, that's just the thing. And, you know, a very important moment in that because the reason why they show that and they show the flashbacks is because that's that was him. That was the same position he was in when he was a foundling. The, the, you know, IG-11 IG was about to blast Baby Yoda just the same way that the Separatist story was just about to blast him. And there was a Mandalorian that saved him, and he wanted to be that Mandalorian for this kid. You know, it's it's a huge change for him. He he, it changed his perspective per se, 
that it wasn't just a job. He wasn't just capturing someone. He was, you know, doing the right thing for once. I mean, he still carried through the job through the entire way till chapter three. And then he made the call to say, no, this is not the way. I'm going to do what's right for once, not just for the chunk of change that I'm going to get. So, yeah, I think that was a huge moment. So from then, he went entirely against what the, the code said. He went against the guild all because he did the right thing So and became a fugitive. So that's one point to the Baby Yoda part. Would you agree with me that Mandalorian, what's his name? Uh, Ken Jaren. Den Jaren. Would you agree that he doesn't seem like your traditional Mandalorian? I, I wouldn't say not just that. I mean, I mean, they do have an honorable code, and we've seen that before. There are some Mandalorians that are completely ruthless, but there are some that see mm-hmm. that, hey, that's not right. I'm not going to go that way. I mean, yeah. Bo-Katan is pretty cold, and she was cold, but she saw that when Darth Maul took over Mandalore, that this is not the right thing to do. I'm going to yeah. book it, you know, and that kind of created a subsection yeah. for these Mandalorians, and especially, you know, resorted back to their hardcore ways where they don't even take off the helmet, especially even during sex. It's a big point oh, yes. I wanted to make. Now, <laughs> one thing I would like to say is that though I think I can tell you really like Mando, I do think that he's when, – when we get a Mandalorian show, we're expecting a badass with some really cool story writing. Um, but for this Mandalorian, it just seems like some dude wearing Mandalorian armor who just wants to do the right thing and isn't really the best at it. Um Sounds a lot like Arthur. No, but you know what I'm saying? Each episode, either his ship breaks or he almost dies. And it seems like he's just not very good at doing his job. And maybe that's the type of character they're making. But I feel like Mandalorians, if you want it, like if you really understand Mandalorians, they're not to be trifled with. Yeah. He has some scenes where he's a total badass. Some scenes, dude gets bested by Jawas. Well, that was, he just got his... Just to be funny, I, just I don't to know. Stripped apart. I mean, he goes through trials and tribulations, and that's also why I love the character. Yeah. Would you really want a character who always wins in every situation? We want a character. Some of the best characters, I feel like, are the ones who go through this shit and just keep going. And that's why I love that he's he's always one guy. He, you don't you don't see him getting Mandalorian backup all the time. You don't see like Death Watches behind him. It's always just him alone handling the situation and does he learn from that because a great character like luke skywalker let's compare luke skywalker is probably one of the greatest star wars characters because he goes through trials and tribulations and he learns from them and becomes a better jedi or a better character better person mandalorian does he change he's destroyed his ship like three times doesn't seem to learn the episode with his meeting his old gang the reason they don't like him and double crossed him was because he double crossed one of their old friends way back so then when he gets double crossed and he's like oh shit karma just happened you don't you don't really see him doing any like i don't know how they would actually communicate this you don't see him actually change his character and realize that's a shitty thing to do he just he just breaks out and then that's that back to my other point i'm not so sure favreau really knows what makes a mandalorian because the greatest mandalorians are let's rank them you know boba um then you have jango fett and then and then, and then you have maybe uh, Favreau himself, who voiced one of the greatest Previous Mandalorians. Life. And what makes them awesome? They're ice in their veins. They're just straight up badass. They don't care about anyone else. It's just them. They, they are tough warriors and they're badass, but that doesn't mean you, you know, avoid sympathy at all costs. He was a foundling. He knows what that felt like. And, you know, we haven't seen his early years, so we don't know how he grew to become this huge badass, too. 
I have a very interesting question to ask you guys. So, this is for me. I'm only going to count Mandalorian Season 1 since Season 2 is not done yet. Rotten Tomatoes has ranked this as a 93% for Season 1. And also, interestingly enough, the audience score is the same. Yeah. So, what I want to ask you, Devin and Ryan, is do you think that 93% is just and right? If you were and... If well, you were we to know ch- Ryan's answer, and if you were to change it, what would you change it to? Ryan, I'll give you the floor first. Oh, sexy. So, and I will give you two percent. <laughs> uh, how how much how much time do you think? I like should two have, minutes. Steven? Two minutes. Two minutes. All right, you got two minutes starting now. Like I said in the beginning, it's fun and exciting. It's a fun and exciting show, but while it's fun, it's not the best story writing I've ever seen from a long shot. And I know I'm not supposed to compare this to Breaking Bad, but when you have that at 93%, which is better than most Breaking Bad episodes, that's an issue with me. And also Game of Thrones, like that's also a comparison for me because Rotten Tomatoes also has it ranked the same as that as well. So you take those story writing where it's just complete compl- or complex 3D story writing with multiple arcs put together into one, where it's just one guy going job to job, hanging out with people you'll never see again, or you do see them again, and they're total dull characters, um, like the curly-haired age uh, I do hate chick. her. I, I hate her guts. But here's the thing. Ask yourself, do you actually care about most of the side characters? No, I, I, I quite frankly don't. And Cara Dune, she is not that good of an actress. I'm sorry, Clint. She's Carl so Weathers. It better watch. He, hey, 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 Carl Weathers is probably the only other good side character in that show besides we don't know maybe ahsoka or um tamir morrison but i mean tamir morrison i don't think he's gonna have another uh spot in this season i think that was just a cameo just to get fans hype which i'm fine brings me back to my point i think easter eggs and star wars references kind of blind a lot of us to the fact that that is not like the center of that episode's plot Whereas better storytelling, like, you know, in some Rebels episodes or Clone Wars, you have that Easter egg, but it's kind of like the icing on top of the actual plot. Explain. Give me 30 seconds. 30 seconds. (laughs) Mike. 30 seconds. 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Mike in Rebels. Wait, 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 Steven. We'll we'll give you a chance to to talk more, (laughs) but we're going to give it over to Devin. All right. And you didn't even, and Ryan, you didn't even answer my original question. Okay. Well, you what, know which the brings answer. me to what just just really quickly what would you give season one of the Mandalorian on a scale if I get, of hundred percent to zero percent? I would give it a seventy, if that. Okay, seventy. Now, Devin, you wow. have it's higher than I thought. Two minutes to argue the same question I asked Ryan, which is if I will restate: ninety-three percent Rotten Tomatoes yep. critic score and audience score. Do you agree with that? Would you bump it up? Would you bump it down? What's your honest opinion about it? Starting now. I, I think it's perfectly fair because, I mean, like, you see, like, 95% for, like, Far From Home. I mean, this is not, like, I mean, you just see that. That's not 95%. This is a TV show made for general audiences. Like, like I've said before with Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones, those are for strictly adults. Star Wars has always been about for all ages, kids, teens, adults, and old people. Literally all ages. So I think it's fair. And I, I honestly don't think it relies on Easter eggs because unless if you're a super fan, a lot of these, like, you think a red casual friend's going to be like, oh, that, that's the crate Dragon. 
Or like, oh my gosh, that's an original Ralph McQuarrie design. Like, no, no, a lot of fans don't understand that. And they still enjoy it. And I don't think it's just meaningless because I think it expands the lore. It's, it's supposed to be a grounded, like, Western. And I've seen so many freaking shows. Very few shows actually follow a continuous storyline. It's mainly been a trend in the last 10 years with a TV series like The Mandalorian. You can have these side adventures almost like I see it played out like almost like a video game side quest, you know? I love it. It's not, I'm not expecting Citizen Kane. All right, and just to restate, what, so you would give, you would keep it at the score that is currently on Rotten I, I think it's fine. It's not like it's 100%, and I've seen worse crap for way higher than that, so yeah. Okay, so now we're going to enter something as what I would call a free discussion zone. Oh. Because Ooh, Ryan yes, did bring, finally. Ryan did bring up something that I think would be great to talk about. So it's like what we did before just a little bit ago. You guys just having conversations, do not interrupt each other, and just having a free-flowing talk. I'm good. So what I would like to bring up is what Ryan was talking about earlier is the thought of Easter eggs. And you touched upon this earlier. So, Ryan, I will let you start on this, and then you guys will be talking about this for four to five minutes. What do you think, Steven? Five minutes? Okay. So about five minutes. So, Ryan, I'll let you... Continue on or restate your opinion about Easter eggs. Devin, you guys can talk about it for at least five minutes. Please. Try not to go on forever. You guys get to start now. Here's the thing. What I was saying is I think sometimes this show um, and the writers, Falone or uh, Favreau, kind of says, all right, here's some really cool callbacks we can do. Let's put these in the story and then let's make the story around those. Let's cater the story to that. Like, let's look at this last episode. This last episode had the most boring plot ever, taking a lizard to meet her husband across space, and you get stranded on some ice planet. If that was the plot, or that was like the summary, no one would watch that because that's so boring. But I did. They build it around this idea. Oh, these really cool, these really cool spiders are gonna be in it. Really cool spiders, and he's gonna fight the spiders. And that is, you know, the plot of the story because they wanted that Easter egg because it's a Ralph McCorrin art originally. Um, we're going to have that in this episode. We're going to have some X-Wings. We're going to have some of this, some of that. And then you go back to the first episode, which is probably one of the worst side characters we've had so far, which is what this show excels at, horrible <laughs> side characters, bringing me back to my point. But anyways, Easter eggs. Yeah, I think Easter eggs done right. Um, can be good. Like in Rebels, I was talking to Steven about this the other day. They have those same spiders in an episode in Rebels. Yeah. But it's for like a, a, a plot point for Ezra to work on his force skills or something like that. Or for Kanan. Um, but in this, it's just, they're just there for fun, I guess. I have a question. For action. I don't know. Can you tell me what the, the premise is of Chapter 2? Chapter 2? Well, what, would you, what do you think is the premise? That's the one where he gets stranded by Jawas. No, no, no. I mean, like, uh, I meant, like, chapter season 10. Two. Chapter I mean, like, 10. season, season oh, two. 10. Season two as a whole. What do you think the premise is? What do you think where the story this whole season's about? Oh, don't get me going. I have to find the Mandalorians because they'll help me find the Jedi. That's just such a cop-out to f- plug Sabine Wren into the story. Like, they really didn't have a better way to introduce her. Like, how are Mandalorians going to What is your Jedi? better way? I, I don't know. I'm not a story writer. I know. Um, but, like, come on. It just seems like lazy writing. I don't think it's lazy And writing. I also, while we're talking about lazy writing, fobbers, how can you track an organism across the galaxy with a little fobber? Are they chipped or, like, it doesn't make any sense to me. 
It's a bounty fob. The bounty fob. Yeah. Like, how is he supposed to track Baby Yoda? Or how are they keep finding him? Like, the whole premise anyway. of season... Anyway. Hang on. The whole premise of season one is him <laughs> running because they're going to try and find him. What's the point of running when they're just... They have you literally on a Wi-Fi signal. How are you going to run away from that? How do lightsabers work? I don't know. I mean, those are just small. It's like Star Wars. I guess. It's but just like, like they never explain that it's just, there's a fobber that can track you. And it's just kind of pathetic. But would you hunting. really need a, a full-on explanation? All right, here's the details. We're going to open this baby up. We're going to tell you how this fob works. No one cares. No, what I'm expecting, I wasn't expecting bounty hunting to be a little fob. I was expecting to see more of his tactical skills of finding something, finding his bounty. Whereas it's just him tracking something. Beep, 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 boop, boop, beep, beep. You know, whereas <laughs> <laughs> that's going in the bumper. <laughs> you know, I, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like they, I could get so much more with him as a Mandalorian, but they, it's at the end of the day for him, it's just action shooting. This is the way. Well, then what would you want? Like I said, give him some tactical. How do you find a bounty? Whereas the show is not really bounty hunting anymore. It's just running around with a baby. And this show was made out to be a space western. A bigger story. The only space western scene we got was the very first shot when he collected his first bounty. Well, no, that's definitely not true. Even the beginning of the first one is a nod to a specific scene to the man with no name, the dollar fist and Easter egg. Um, But like an Easter egg, I mean, they're nods. They're nods, but obviously it's not going to lift the story. I agree. We saw that with Rise. I love how I keep bringing up the sequels. But that's true. That's forced nostalgia. Oh, look, it's Luke raising up the X-Wing. Isn't that cool? But these are very subtle ones to show like, oh, man, we love this show. We love Star Wars. We love these are little nods here and there. But they're not like directly in your face. Like, oh, here's Palpatine. He's back type of things. They're things that work for the story. I thought, always thought the Kree Dragon was cool. I always wondered what the skeleton was, you know. But I yeah. think that but that was part of the premise. The whole premise of this kind of season is him finding the Jedi and, uh, you know, finding what more Mandalorians, however they're left, how many are left, he doesn't really know, to find these Jedi to deliver this child. I think that's a right. pretty cool premise alone. And, like, I mean, the first chapter alone, we got a whole crate Dragon sequence, which, by the way, the CGI is amazing in this show. The action sequences are so dope. And we got not only Boba Fett's armor, but we first saw, people don't realize, people say this is why, people don't take for granted that for 30 years we've never known if, no, 38 years, if Boba Fett's alive or dead. We've, we've been wondering for this long of time. And I think people took that for granted. It's like, oh, well, yeah, Boba Fett. I mean, yeah, we eventually knew. You start a show like Mandalorian, eventually Boba Fett's going to show up. And, you know, I don't mind it because, you know, if we get a Boba Fett miniseries, I'm not complaining. I don't really need him in Mando. I like Din Djarin enough. I like the story enough. I know where it's going to go. I know these little... I like the situations where he gets put into like tribulation because that's a part of the hero's journey. That's that He's going to get through and put through shit in order to get to a certain place. It wouldn't feel as rewarded or earned at the end if he didn't go through the stuff. If he took everything so easily. So I like that. He's like, oh, okay, fine. I got to do this again. You know, type of thing. Instead of... Him sliding by through these situations so easily. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to see if you agree with me on this. Do you think that this show prioritized and Dave Filoni, or uh, not Dave Filoni, unfortunately, if it was Dave Filoni writing this, I think we'd be having a different conversation right now. But Favreau is the writer and the creator of the show. Um, do you think he prioritizes action and fun over complex story writing? That was actually one of my questions. But go on because here. I think that that is like 
action, fun, and adventure is the the pinnacle point of what he, you know, envisions in this show. Easter eggs, all the fun Star Wars lore. But there is a get. premise. There is the a premise is him finding the Jedi, and that's in that's this cool. season. The last one was just running around. I mean, look door at Clone door. Wars and Rebels. You know how many wasted episodes there are in there. I mean, like, there's so many freaking right. sites. There's a whole right, right, four parter. Right. But those are twenty two episodes. Twenty two episodes in each season. This only has eight. So for it to be so filler filled, it's just like. But dude, there, it's a TV going? show. It's a TV show. Every single TV show has side ventures, and of course, there's this overarching. There's a reason why they're there. For like chapter four, he just was looking for a new planet. Fine. Chapter five, he, he went to Tatooine for some reason to look for jobs. Fine. Chapter six was a heist, and the last two were incredibly plot, you know, focused. The same thing, like half of the last season was completely fought plot in the in the you know in the in the forefront, and then you know a little bit side quest here and there. Because I, well, this is a very grounded show, and if you just kept it plot plot plot, it'd be a mini series. I like that they expand on the universe because this is a very unexplored area, and I think they've done pretty well for it, especially for Disney, yeah. for example. So uh, a question I actually really wanted to ask was about Baby Yoda. And my question to both of you guys is, do you think it helped or is it hurting Ooh, the Mandalorian? I think it's helped. Can I go? Do you think it would have got the popularity it had? Okay. Well, no, that's what is a good story. That's, that's what I'm asking you. So I mean, then that's, that's, you know, that's when anything else gets popular. And of course they trash it. I mean, that, that's not Star Wars or the story's fault. You can't really pin a TV show for that. It, it does serves its purpose, and who would have thought? Who would have been that ballsy to know? Say, hey, let's have the child of Baby Yoda. You know, I mean, not the child of Baby Yoda, but this of the species that there's only been two others before in Star Wars. Who would have thought of that? It's only like guys like Filoni and Favor who love the property, and they've shown it. And I, I've seen just carelessness for the last five years of Star Wars. I mean, I'm always talking about the sequels, and I just saw carelessness. And how there are so many plot holes in those. And this is grounded. This is what I want more Star Wars content of. These grounded stories that help strengthen the universe. And, you know, add more layers to the canon that we have. Because it's only one storyline. It's only one. Now, Ryan, same question. So that kind of, Devin drifted off into the whole, <laughs> a, a different thing. But my original question for you Oh, is, I forget that was a Baby Yoda question. Yeah. So do you think that yeah. Baby Yoda has helped or hurt the Mandalorian. You have two minutes. Go. I mean, if I was a 13-year-old girl, I would say it's helped. I love it. But the fact is I'm a 22-year-old guy who has grown up with the prequels, loves the Clone Wars, um, and loves the badass that that, uh, Mandalorians are. So when I see it become less of a space western that we were promised, you know, this is going to be him collecting bounties. This is going to be a, a chill, uh, iced-hearted um, dude, just total badass, going town to town, he collecting is. his bounties with no emotions to really what should be called Dadalorian, where it's literally it's just—it's really just him with a kid. It, that's all it is. It's not trying to survive. It's not. Um, oh, he does some side projects. Um, but I do think that ultimately, for me personally, I think it has hurt the story. I think they could tell such a better story with the Mandalorian 
where, you know, maybe he starts creating a cult following, you know, a posse where these um, side missions actually become uh, part of an overarching story where there is a big bounty he's trying to track down the entire show. You find out that's Boba Fett or something like that. That's how you tie in a really cool character. Or th throughout this season, he's constantly being tracked by Boba Fett, Tamara Morrison. But that's not going to happen because they don't really give us good story writing. It's just this episode, this episode, this episode, this episode. Um, that's and I, an opinion. It's an opinion, but it's kind of true in in my in my opinion, I guess. Um, <laughs> in Ryan's world. <laughs> in my world. They did kind of miss an opportunity telling a really cool bounty hunting story about, you know, just a guy trying to collect money and traded that out for, you know, just a cute, fun story with a dude and a kid, I guess. All right. So now to my last question to actually two different questions, but it's only to you. But to you guys and then your closing statements so i'm going to start off with devin what is mandalorian's biggest weakness or weaknesses honestly your biggest complaints two minutes starting now i would not say it's the side adventures because i've seen so many freaking but shows what do you think but what do you think it I, is i will get to that clint all right, I just want to. There, there's, uh, I've seen so many shows that like drift off into the stupidest sidelines, side, you know, like side stories. Take X Files, you know what I'm talking about. There's so many freaking shows. All shows do that, and I've never been like so consistently like eager. And I love that it's not all at once. I love that this is a once a week thing. But going back to what you were saying, um, I I would say my my same issue is probably the same as Clint's. In the first season, I did not like that they revealed his face. Not only because, you know, you're revealing his face to, you know, a droid. But the fact that the audience saw that. And the audience, no matter what, will always know that. Even though he technically didn't reveal it, he put his helmet back on, he's still wearing it. We saw his face. So now we can never have that full mystique that I truly wanted to not reveal his face till the end of the series. Which I would have thought would have been way cooler but, yeah, I mean, yeah, there is some side characters that are crappy. I mean, that's in every freaking show. There's always side characters you're not going to like. And, yeah, like the girl with the, you know, who has the 80s perm, the woman. Yeah, yeah, I hate her. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of characters, that, but I don't really care about them because I'm focused on Din Djarin and the child's journey. That I'm focused on that. And a little, you know, tidbit onto, you know, like, you know, just doing bounties, that just gets boring. I, I like that it was about a child and you know it's, you, you take this cold-hearted guy and you like you put him in a situation where he's got to protect and I always appreciate that I always like that I think that story is a lot in, more intriguing and cooler because he's always going to have this thing that he's always going to have to protect instead of him just oh who am I hunting down now I mean he's doing that but he's also doing this at the same time which I do like more can I Say one little thing. Oh, you no, know, I'm going to give you a one-minute add-on to what yeah. Devin's okay. complaints. You and the time minute. starts so, now. Yeah. So the bounty thing. My vision for that, it was would be so cool if instead of what they kind of do is each episode is its own bounty. Like there's sometimes when they have to collect some guy or do something to get one bounty or he needs to help out a village to do something. And it just feels like, I don't know, it's just such an easy mission or it's like, this only was like 20 minutes or something like that. But what I was envisioning is like the bounty hunting would take like maybe four episodes for him to find this dude. 
and maybe this dude is like someone we already know. Um, but it would be about the journey to find him or, you know, showing his tactical sides. Like I said, you know, telling a good complex story rather than it just being like, oh, let me follow this fobber. It'll lead me to the way where he is. Um, yeah. All right. Now, Ryan, what do you think is Mandalorian's biggest strength? Two minutes. Thank God. Since I asked, <laughs> since, I asked dead since I asked Devin what his I've biggest, very aggressive this biggest, biggest complaint is. Now, I want to ask you what you think is Mandalorian's biggest compliment. Two minutes starting now. Do Can to, he think of one? Do you want me to be honest or... Well, that's the whole point. Cater. No, be be honest. What, no, what do you cater? What do you Shoot. think is the Mandalorian's biggest strength? Baby Yoda. Or biggest, or big, or what you think? Well, for the story, not for the Baby merch. Yoda. Even even if it's not even merch or story, maybe it's effects or something along the lines of like that. What do you think is its biggest strength, or what you would like? What you like the most about the show? Okay. Okay. All right. Two minutes starting now. Um, I think some action sequences are pretty good. I do like that. And I do like the theme that uh, is yes. created for it. It's pretty cool. I wish that they tied in the Star Wars theme a little bit, but it's kind of cool how it's his own thing. It seems different from Star Wars. It's so great. Um, but there are some pretty cool action sequences, and Favreau and the whole production team have created this really cool thing they call pretty much the dome, and it's like a 360 CGI uh, bubble where that's where they record. And it's this new age of, you know, videography which is kind of cool oh i saw that yeah. um yeah if you guys want to learn more about they have their documentary which i found was more interesting than the show <laughs> anyway damn um but yeah i mean they incredible visuals i would say i agree with you guys they do monsters very well um if that's what you like i love space monsters space monsters are pretty cool um armor is pretty cool yeah i think visuals that's the coolest thing about it is that it? It's yeah. fair. That's right. fair. I'll take it. All right, Devin, you have a. If you want to add on to it, do you want to add on to what Ryan said? One minute. Yes or no? Sure. All right. One minute. I'll Starting take now. any minute to say anything. What Ryan just said. Add on. To the visuals specifically. Just what you think. His thoughts. Well, I do enjoy the series, and going back to like how you don't. I think it's a lot of space western. I still think it does because I think. Not the modern Western is what you're probably thinking of. I'm thinking of all specifically like spaghetti Westerns. Like chapter four was obviously Magnificent Seven. The cowboy goes in, saves the town people from the threat, walks away. And you know what? I also like that um, John Favreau always mentions is that, you know, I've mentioned the man with no name a lot, but that's how he kind of treats him. It's like he's always – he the even the, you know, the s symmetry of his helmet is similar to how like – the brow and the hat is for like the man with no name. And I always like that, you know, connection he always makes with them. And I think it's very like more like spaghetti Westerns than I would say, you know, those modern, more grittier Westerns, which I do like. A lot of them are like that. I There's there's a lot of individual episodes I do like. And yeah, there's, there's so many things. And we'll probably talk about this for another two hours right. after this. So Ryan, you said you had a oh, comment. Oh, okay, no, I have another comment. Right. More of a conversation thing with my dear Debbie boy. Hey. So would you agree with me that like side characters are definitely not the strongest? Uh, okay. I will say to the show. I like Grief Carter. I like Carl Weathers. I do like Kira Dune, Dune and it's not just because she's hot. I think she's badass. I want to learn more. And Moff Gideon could be such a good character. Well, we've only seen his entrance. 
We literally we're not supposed to get anything yet for him. That is true. He's gonna obviously build this thing as as rumored is supposed to be five seasons. So, you know what? The big talk would be after the series is done if it really you know mm-hmm. sucks. But <laughs> I I do believe like you know the 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 girl with the perm, hater guts. You know the frog lady. She's just you know what do you call it as a as a plot device? What's another word for that? They use sex machina. No, eh, kind of like the baby Yoda could t- kind of be like that, and well, I like, like that I, actually. Yeah. It's just last, lazy writing. In the last episode, is. I do like that baby Yoda was more of a liability and caused more chaos than rather than saving Mando's butt. I like that that he can be both at times. He's just a kid. He he shouldn't know how to use the entire force. He's just doing. I mean, the thing he was like choking out Cara Dune one moment. It's just a kid, and I like the whole premise because there's so much that this could actually connect into the sequels. How the, you know, the, I love how the Empire is like basically like cults now. They're kind of like union workers now, you know, banding together. I love how they're going to repair that. And we're going to see that build eventually or hint towards the First Order. I love that the whole Baby Yoda aspect alone, there's so many theories on, is like why are they trying to clone him? I mean, this could relate all the way to like Episode Nine, which might actually give, you know, some layers to that film. But um, yeah, I, there's there's so many things. I mean, specifically, you can ask me pretty much any question. I could yeah. probably figure it out. Which is why I, bullshit and answer. Which is why to. I say it's kind of driven by these fan serviced, um, not Easter eggs, but like things fans would want to see rather than good story writing. Um, and like good story writing would be a lot of characters that develop throughout the progress of the show. And one thing I would like to point out is the only character that ever consistently reappears is Baby Yoda in Mandalorian. That's it. Let me finish. Um, whereas, you know, you think Cara Dune and Carl Weathers would be a big part of this show, but they've only been in two episodes. I guess three episodes, sorry. Um, whereas it's hard to establish someone as a character you like, someone you get behind, someone you grow with, when you're only showing them in one episode, and they're gone, and that's how majority of these are. It's like the lizard chick; she's gone. You know, it's the uh, post Malone kid; he's gone. You know, it's the Boy, the nobody the, liked him anyway. The farming chick that he fell in love with; she's gone, um, and they'll never come back. And it's just I feel so empty. Like those, like it's like what was the point of this? I'm never gonna see them again. Well, you never. Know I that. guess I kind of got some new i i found out something new about mandalorian where he's craving like a family or something um but that was it like i just i feel like each episode leaves me like what was the point of this well that unless if they're unless besides it, cool visuals and some action unless if they're dead you, you don't know for sure if they're gonna come back and right but like they're not reappearing and they're they're just in that one episode and they just i, I don't know the final thing i'm gonna say i'll say it at all is that you know I've stated before, I've seen a lot of TV shows, and I'm really not bullshitting. I could probably name a whole list in the double digits that I've just finished alone. And there's very few that catch on to me so quick that easily. I mean, there's a handful, like, you know, Breaking Bad is obviously one of them. Lost is obviously one of them, where I just get caught on, and I love it. But, you know, there's so many shows that were not as successful as this, and have had way more content, and that I've hated way more. I mean, like... Flash went to trash. Walking Dead went to trash. And one big thing about this is that I think judging it only on the first season alone, which a lot of TV series, even some of the best ones, their first season is not their best. And I think for the first season we got, it's pretty good. 
And this is in a bound to be five seasons so far that we know. You know, it could go more, it could go less. So I think it's a little bit quick to judge whether this is a great series as a whole or if it's, you know, not a, you know not worth your time type of right. thing. So, Which kind of brings me to my last little point. It's fun and exciting, but comparing this as pretty much everyone's doing, Rotten Tomatoes, Washington Post, best Star Wars story, like Star Wars storytelling at its best. Like, what is that? Come on. We all know that that's not true. Clone Wars is way better than this. Rebels is even better than this. But would this. you say Clone Wars Season 1 is the best? Would you say Rebels Season 1 I would still think Clone Wars Season 1 is better than this. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't. I don't know oh. if I would say that. Oh, yeah. I mean, but Clone Wars built up, and there's there's a lot of duds in Clone Wars. I love Clone Wars. One of my favorite shows. But here's the thing. But there's a lot of great ones, too. And I think that, you know, that you can't confirm that some of these characters are going to come back. You, don't, you can't confirm that they're going to have full arcs because the show's not done. Like I was saying, when you're comparing this show to the level of 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, how people give this, it's the best show ever. I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be great writing like Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad or um, Clone Wars even. Um, And for it to compare it to that, I'm like, this has no comparison whatsoever. It's fun and exciting, but at the end of the day, each episode left me wondering... What was the point in that side character? What was the point in this plot? I feel like it's going nowhere. It's just a side mission. I don't... Yeah. How I would judge... This is what I always think about with Ron Tomato scores. Is that they judge it They're definitely... they paid off. That too. But they definitely judge it differently. And I don't always agree with Ron Tomatoes. But they definitely judge it differently depending on what, depending on what genre and the subject matter and like the whole thing. And the whole demographic is. So Breaking Bad is a serious show. They're going to judge that more harshly than say Mandalorian. That's why a lot of kids shows or like kids movies have like a hundred percent of Rotten Tomatoes because they're looking like in the perspective like this was a successful kids movie, you know, a hundred percent in terms of kids movies. And I think in terms of Star Wars content and the general audiences, I think it's definitely a higher score than a lower score. So you admit that it really at the heart of center, it's just fun and exciting and maybe not the best story writing you've ever really seen. Well, as I people are making it out, to I wouldn't be. compare it because I don't compare it to these big like Breaking Bad because they're they're not trying to be. It has they're the same to budget as those though. Comparing it to, I mean, the only thing you could fairly compare this to is like shows like Firefly and or like you know other Star Wars properties. I mean, that's the thing though. This has the same budget as some of those massive shows. It's less than Breaking Bad by a long shot. And for you to for them to be given this massive budget, but it's you're also Star Wars. You're expecting something huge, and I mean, it, I don't know. I don't. It's just it, not that it leaves me empty. I don't know if Steven wants to say anything because I think he kind of feels the same as me. He hasn't seen season two yet, um, but I'll still keep watching the episodes because it is fun and ex- exciting. Um, but, but I, I, I just want to address people saying that it's like one of the greatest things ever and that it's phenomenal. I think in terms of Star Wars shows, it definitely is because there's only three of them. No, I would oh, say. Oh, whoa, whoa. resistance, bro! Disrespect <laughs> Star bro. Wars resistance, bro, best I'm Star so Wars sorry. show of all time. Please spare my life and my family, <laughs> bro. I would even say the 2003 two-parter Clone Wars anime oh. is better than Mandalorian already. That's, well, that's that's because, mm-hmm. of, but that's also purely action. So you would say that you don't like purely action and fun, but yet you hate on Mandalorian. I think that because it's better action. Clone Wars season one or Star Wars 03. 
to the Mandalorian is a very different thing because you're already coming with characters that you already know. know. Yeah. yeah, I agree. You, I totally you know agree. these characters already versus yeah. being introduced to characters yeah. that are just you know brand new in the Mandalorian. And then they drop them. <laughs> Sometimes. So, yeah. Time. I don't even think Din Djarin's had a bad character arc. He's just, he's gone he a little... He doesn't have he, a character he arc. He did. I mean, you could say that he changed his entire career and became a oh. fugitive because, you know, he did the right thing. That, that was from the very first episode. He, he never like, he saw himself saw, in the kid. So we only saw true Din Djarin in the first like twenty minutes of the show. Everything else has been forty. Over, like you could say, okay, whatever, forty <laughs> minutes. The whole show has only been him rebelling with this kid. There's no development to that. We we've clearly gotten who likes what from me and Ryan. What do you guys think? Because you guys, you seem to be leaning towards Ryan. You were more in the middle. I want to know what you honestly think. I like the TV show. I do too. I like it. I look forward to watching something on a Friday night. Reminds me of something like being a kid. Reminds me of like going home like Clone Wars and I was like a little kid. Yeah. And I like turning on the TV and something, you know, to watch. I don't think it's like the greatest thing, but you know, I'm not expecting it to be the greatest thing though. I know what it is and what it's delivering to me. And I like that. And I'm, what I'm expecting is, and you know, and you know, it does actually deliver on some like, like I do agree with Devin. I think Din Djarin actually does have like character development. You can obviously see that. Yeah. Because, and I'm not even just from the first episode, because he obviously has like some character faults because he gives up the kid literally to the Empire and then is in his ship and is thinking about it and literally so goes back, ball. goes back to save him. I think he is very, I think he does have character development. Um, I do think there are some like, side adventures to where it's like not worth it the only episode that i can think that i would say is a waste but i can't really say it's a waste well kind of but when he goes back to tatooine it's the gunslinger with the guy yeah, who's like that one Malone. i would agree with you probably the most and like that, I said, that one that episode was purely led by easter eggs and pop culture references yeah I back th- to tatooine that one most i would say is more heavy than most that one's it's just probably like, the only one i could probably agree but with like you on. as you can see like that is a lot that's a big drive for these yeah. episodes but i think there is uh i do kind of have to agree with ryan and that uh i do wish it was more I wish it was more plot driven a little bit more. Uh but in season one, I think it's perfectly fine though. Yeah. I, I think I like the plot in the beginning. The second episode, which I've already said that I like the second episode. I know it's not everyone's biggest opinion on it. I just I like remind it. it just reminds me of like old video games. That's what I think. in my honest opinion. And that's what I like about it. And that's what it gives it to me, so I'm satisfied as a viewer. But third episode's awesome. Fourth episode when well I like Cara Dune a lot so I don't mind the fourth episode yeah uh, with the pugs, um, the fifth episode I've already explained the sixth episode I think is awesome in terms of I guess interaction I love the heist well in- interactions he has with the different crewmates and even though it is like you are you know what's gonna happen it's pretty predictable you get glimpse of the past but it is really cool seeing Mando just kind of kick ass yeah and watch what I think that the episode was mainly about is to see Mando kick ass. Uh, and then obviously the last two episodes are probably the best two episodes in the season, um, at least for Mando in general. Uh, in season two, I like the first episode, uh, not the middle, like definitely end, yeah, a lot better. And the second episode, I actually have a hard. I think I do like the first episode better than the second episode, but it's just. But then again, I wasn't disappointed. I've never been disappointed by the show. There's never been an. That's episode. the point I'm trying to get across for me, because I know what to expect from Mandalorian. 
and I know what I'm going to get out of it. Yeah. Which is what Ryan said earlier, which is fun, exciting, action adventure show. And I do have to agree with Devin on this too, is that there are some cool Star Wars stuff that I am looking forward to the show that I think it is going to deliver. We literally got Boba Fett back. We even even if it was just like, a shot. You can't I, I'm fine with that. We haven't gotten any conf- confirmation. A, it's the first time we ever see a live action Boba Fett since 1983. Yeah. First time we ever saw Boba Fett take his helmet off in live action. Tamara Morrison's back. I mean, they just. I mean, like you. You realize how many comics and freaking books oh, have yeah, been yeah. written about this guy for so long. Oh yeah. For just looking cool. I mean, come on. But if I were to give the rating to the show, I would give it a flat eight. I'm out fine of 10. with that. I'm fine with that. I like it. I mean, I, I can't judge season two too harshly because it's not even done yet. But I mean, if it keeps going on the road that's going with like these episodic episodes, I will be disappointed. I would just like to put that out there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is why I think, why are they calling it chapters? Because that's like kind of Stranger Things. That's what started the chapter um, phenomenon where it literally is just like one full movie. Whereas this, like it, it's, you know, it's not a movie. It's just, it should be just like this episode, this episode. It's it not also, a chapter out of an overarching book because you can watch them in different orders and you won't be confused. But a lot of books do that too. A lot of books will jump around. And like books telling a narrative, though. But you know, books, books sometimes a... jump around, if, especially how big the freaking book is. Well, yeah, like, you uh, look at The right. Hobbit or Lord majority of the majority of books are telling a consecutive story with chapters. With that's a why lot it's of chapter. Spare details inside of things. So I think, that, I think they're like, ooh, chapter, that's so cool. But it's really just like, this is an installment, this is an installment. It really should just be like... But, I mean, look episode, at Clone Wars, for example. I love Clone Wars, but everything is out of order. I mean, it's all different, like, segments scattered around and I, I love it that way i don't hate it that way right but it's it's similar to that there there is some side adventure things i don't hate but we do get a little bit more of this and i'm fine with that and those are episodes and sometimes i like i like going into situations just to go into situations because then you can look back after everything din jaren's been through and say wow he went through all of that and i don't think we wouldn't be if it was just going through plot i don't know how they would be able to do it without the experiences and you know, climbing the hill that he does, type of thing with these, quote unquote, silent quests. So, anyway, yeah. I want to hear your thing. You know, I haven't seen anything from season two, chapters nine and ten. But what I can say from the first eight chapters is I don't find the show very rewatchable. Most of the episodes are just like, okay, I saw it once. It didn't really do anything. I've seen it too. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it twice, but there there are like three episodes that I'll say I'll watch that a second time, and I think those are like all the last three episodes or, <laughs> or something. Or the sin, number three. Yeah, yeah, third one and the last two. But I think one thing that the Mandalorian really falls short with is the side characters. Yeah. Because the best part about a side character is how it elevates the main character. And you only really see that with three characters, uh, Quill, IG, and Baby Yoda. Uh, Baby Yoda, the child. And they're all dead except for Baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah. But I think that that is really lacking. You see that with, I mean, Carl Weathers is just like, it, you like Carl Weathers' character, but he, he doesn't really advance the main character. But I do think that uh, it can be definitely redeemed in season two with side characters if what we you know think is true about sabine uh bo-katan 
Ahsoka. Yeah. And I think that this is more Filoni because Filoni, those are Filoni's characters. Yeah. Filoni's bringing his characters into the Mandalorian and that's going to pull in uh, stuff that we already know about them. When I, when I was talking earlier before about, we already know these characters from, from you know, Clone Wars. We already know Anakin. We already know Obi-Wan. We're introduced to Ahsoka. We're introduced to Rex, but we already know about clone troopers. Mm-hmm. And I think that knowing characters and being introduced to them can really, you know, turn the the show around in a certain sense. Yeah. Because then once once you are done with all the oh here's the backstory for this character, you don't really need that anymore. You can go full on into the plot. Yeah. Have it more plot driven. Versus the, the side missions. And I know that, yeah, side missions aren't a bad thing inherently. But when you have eight season, eight chapters per mm-hmm. season, you can't afford for 12% of your season to be a side mission. Yeah. Or majority of it. Yeah. I also will say, I think the, uh, the dialogue in this show is also where... Prequels. I bat an eye as well. Hey, prequels are telling a story. This one is really just him conversing with someone and then going to do something, then conversing in the end. It's never... Uh, I don't know how to describe how you would really do that correctly. I, I don't find that inherently bad with the show. I, I mean, I, sometimes I, I feel like, especially with the curly-haired chick, they're just reading a well, script. Like well, Her lines were just like... I will agree with you on that. I will agree that like some of the side characters just sound utterly stupid like mm-hmm. her and i'm like just shut up please let din Djarin speak like i do That's, like his lines a I, lot of the characters are like that though the hollister dude in the first episode <laughs> like oh I, I like the, the, mar- the marshall no, the marshall like i actually didn't hate him i actually i kind of don't hate him but at looking all. back was he such a great character did he did he boost the Mandalorian, like Stephen was saying, to this new level? Did he challenge him to new and he's heights? And a character who already existed. Because that episode was like, uh, I think, an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. Great episode. Did he adds so much depth to the Mandalorian. And that's what, uh, like, it's a fun episode, fun character, fun side story. Bring humans and Tusken Raiders together in a common threat. I mean, I give that like a, a 70%, if that. It's just not that complex of a story. Um I, I'm hating on this a lot, but... <laughs> but Cinderella is... Cinderella is hey, a masterpiece. Don't Cinderella disrespect the best Disney remake. Best Disney live-action remake. You know what I'm remake. realizing, guys? I like those odds. I'm actually realizing that I actually enjoy better story writing more than like just Star Wars or action adventure. Like I'd rather watch a Breaking Bad episode than Mandalorian. Hands down. Well, because right. I, I've learned... No one's to, saying that you're not. Or no I'm one's not saying that, saying that Star Mandalorian is on the same level. I know, I know, I know. Like, that. But I think the reason this show isn't so amazing in my mind is because I think I've gone attached to incredible story writing. And instead of crazy visuals, but, I'm starting to like more interesting dialogues and crazy moments that happen that have been building for like three seasons. I, this doesn't um, have three seasons. Well, no, like the, the way they build this show up, it won't come to something like that. Well, this show is just and I guess that's okay. Built different, <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. It's just it's just not my cup of tea, I guess. That's what I, I maybe yeah. that maybe it's just not your style of show. I I do like, I mean, I love Breaking Bad too. I love them, but I I do I do like my shows that 
you know, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, obviously. You've also seen way more TV and content than me. So you have an understanding of like way more things. And where I'm like, I've kind of been destroyed by Game of Thrones. Like, I've seen one of the greatest shows of all time. Now Breaking Bad. That's a fact. And I haven't really seen anything else. Like, you know, I've seen some other shows. But I don't have a lot to judge off of. I've just seen a lot of shows. And a lot of them are all, like, side things. You know, like, I mean, I've seen, like, all nine seasons of (laughs) X-Files. I could never. I could barely get past all eight seasons of... You know the show Castle with Nathan Fillion. I've seen all nine seasons of The Mentalist. I've seen I feel so like many. You just fi- watched shows with Nathan Fillion in. I a lot of them. <laughs> lot I would of say them. actually. Okay, here's a here's a quick take of mine. The Mandalorian is so freaking similar to Firefly, but I will say the characters in Firefly are significantly better and more interesting than The Mandalorian. Well, when you have Nathan Fillion, like when you have Nathan not. Fillion. Why don't they just get Nathan Fillion to be playing the just as cool of a role <laughs> as Han Solo? That's dangerous. Yeah. And I kind of compare it more to, I mean, Star Wars is in like its own section. You know, I'm not gonna compare it to like these other shows and even similar shows, even like Firefly. But I, uh, you know, I still I love Clone Wars more, and and we will officially decide once you know all five seasons are done with The Mandalorian. I swear to God, if you say the Gerald Paul quote, I'm gonna punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and like you know, I don't know. I, I I do like how it fits in the Star Wars universe, and that's that's why I enjoy it. And I love Mandalorians because they're so freaking cool. They're hot. They're so hot. They're so very hot. You I like just, the gunmetal gray? I would just like to correct Devin. Yeah, it's yeah. not. I don't. I haven't been quoting Draw the Paul. It is Talon Malakos, idiot. Oh, it is, <laughs> oh. isn't it? Oh, Fallen Order. Know your lore. Know your. This is what he's doing. Cannon. But anyways, this closes out the debate slash discussion on The Mandalorian so far. Um, if you guys want to hear more debate styles like this, uh, please. Like Last Jedi. <laughs> please Ooh. let us know. I'm, we are more than willing to do it. And Jack also, and me versus uh, Brian. Well, Last Jedi. Last Jedi now. And whoa, also, whoa, 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 whoa. Last Jedi is a masterpiece. Because it's got great storytelling, am I right? Absolutely. Great <laughs> character <laughs> development. Great See, storytelling. That, that one, great visuals. <laughs> that one will be heated. But anyways... Uh, we'll put up a poll. See so you guys. Who do you think won? Either Devin or Ryan. What are you guys for? Mandalorian oh, they're totally gonna say Devin won because everyone <laughs> loves this show. Exactly. Well, okay, but what I do you, have the. But what he do has you, the high ground in this scenario? But what do you guys think? Is Mandalorian bad? Is Mandalorian good? Show us your honest opinions. And uh, you know, future episodes. Hopefully, in the beginning, we're hopefully this is the thing that'll put us back on track. And I, remember, after these last couple I wasn't, months, I wasn't debating that this is a bad show or i hate it i was as good that it's not the best storytelling i would agree with that i don't think it's the best storytelling (laughs) all right to be ends okay (laughs) done should have did that Uh, at the beginning shit (laughs) well hey we have an episode now uh uh, yeah we got one all right boy well anyways it's good to be back guys yeah, yes, probably won't drop another episode for two months. So, as CEO of Fandom Rand, I'd probably wait to changes. listen to this. <laughs> My cryo chamber is calling me. All right, but um, anyways, guys, as always. <laughs>